Hello and welcome to the Preached Word Radio Show, a ministry of Community Baptist Church of Fontana, California, where Dr. Dwight Cooper is senior pastor. This program features God's Word preached during our Sunday morning services. Community Baptist Church features preaching and teaching that is geared towards spiritual transformation and daily application of the Word of God in your life. We would love it if God speaks to you through our ministry, and it is our hope that you take a moment to visit our website at www.cbcfontana.org. Listen and be transformed. Praise God. How are you, church? Good morning. Good morning. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for ushering in the presence of God. That's what that's what's necessary. It's what's needed, right? The presence. I mean, in the Bible, it talks about the glory cloud filling the place where they couldn't even minister. So just that's what the presence does when you get lost in his presence. Um, my name is Koi. I'm the youth director here at Community Baptist. And today we will be talking about kingdom. And I think it's so necessary to talk about kingdom. Some of us have it. Uh, we dilute kingdom and we really don't know what it is. And so I'm here to teach today about kingdom. So if you have a paper or pen, please get it out. Um, if you think if you don't think it's sacrilegious to write in your Bible, please do. I have like notes in my Bible, like alongside the scripture. So I'm trying to figure out, is this what Jesus said or I said? Ah. You know, so my whole Bible's filled. So we are going to be in two scriptures today. Matthew 6:33 and 2 Corinthians 5:19 through 20. Amen. Amen. So can we um, I'm going to pray and then can we stand for the reading of the word? Yes, Matthew 6:33 and 2 Corinthians 5:19 through 20. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today say to say thank you. Father, thank you for what you've done. We exalt you. We magnify you. We exhort you. We extol you for who you are. You are the creator, Father God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And thank you for the breath that you have given in our body, for that tells us that you have a purpose for us. So, Father God, we bind every distraction this morning, Father God, and we thank you for the the readiness to receive all that you have for us. Father God, I pray that I don't speak anything that is not straight from the throne room of heaven. And I thank you, Father, for your peace, your joy, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, let's continue standing for the reading of the word. We'll be in Matthew 6:33 for the first scripture. And that says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 20. When you have it, say amen. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, 
be ye reconciled to God. You may sit down for the reading of the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I am really going to expound on kingdom. So I'm going to give you about seven or eight verses that is evidence to what I'm speaking about. You do not have to go with me right there, but I do advise you to write them down. And so when you get home, you can study them because this teaching is merely just to whet your appetite for the kingdom. I want you to go home and hunger and thirst for all that God has required of you. He says, seek first the kingdom. It doesn't say seek second. It doesn't say seek money. It doesn't say seek friends. It doesn't say seek prosperity. It says seek the kingdom. So I am going to touch on three points. I won't be I won't be before you long. And those three points are what is kingdom? How do I live kingdom? And the keys to the kingdom. Because the Bible in Matthew 16, 19, Jesus says, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. But we read over that verse so many times and we just think it's we dilute it. We don't understand the power. So I want to instruct on you today. Is that okay? Amen. So I'm going to give you various scriptures uh, uh, talking about the kingdom. And it starts in Matthew. Matthew 4. If you have a pen, write it down. If you're quick with flipping through your Bible, flip, it with me. flip there with me. Matthew 4.23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. You said it, he says he's preached the kingdom of the what? The gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, amen? All right, we're going to go to Matthew 24, 14. And I want to go through these quickly because I don't want to stay too long on this. Matthew 24, 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So the end's only coming when what gospel is preached? The gospel of the kingdom. Amen? So then I'm going to take you to Luke 4, 43. And it says, I must preach. This is Jesus talking. He says, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for this is why I was sent. He was sent to talk about kingdom. Also in Matthew 13, 18 through 19. Matthew 10, 6 through 8. Matthew 9, 35. Acts 28. Those all talk about the kingdom. All of them. Jesus said, this is why I've been sent. To preach about the kingdom. So what is kingdom? Let's talk about kingdom, amen? Kingdom, you guys, we are not used to kingdom because we live in a democracy. A democracy is majority rules. Rule for the people, by the people. If you don't like the president, don't vote for him. Vote him out. If you don't like the president's laws, vote him out. Or, 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 Or go to your senator and say, here, I propose something different. There is so much opportunity for us in a democracy because it's all about us. It's nobody else. How can we satisfy ourselves? There's leaders that rule over us, but that's not how God intended for a kingdom to be. Okay? A kingdom. I told you about a democracy, which we're comfortable where we're in. A kingdom. 
A kingdom is a king, one king. And when you are a king, you are not voted into power. It is your, you are a king by birthright. So you are birthed into that royalty. Okay, that's what a king is. A king has a territory. That means land. The Bible says in Psalms 24 that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So we have a king who was born a king who has land. Amen? And a king has to have citizens. Now, if you continue into Psalms, it says we are the Lord's. He created us. The Bible also says that we are the workmanship of him. So we serve a king who has a a, a territory, which is the world. It, it's his by creative right. He created the entire world, so it belongs to him. And everything in that citizen, everything in that territory belongs to who? Right. The creator. Amen? Amen? So this is a kingdom. In a kingdom, what the king says is law. Right. If you don't like the king, oh well. <laughs> if you don't like the king's laws, statutes, rules, principles, culture, Oh, well. If you don't like what the king says or what the king does, that's too bad. Because the king owns everything in that kingdom. He owns the walls. He owns your shoes. He owns your hair. He owns everything. You are not your own. Okay, so when Jesus says, I have been sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom, he went to synagogues to preach kingdom. Amen? Amen. If the king said, you know what, I don't eat on Sundays, then guess what the entire kingdom does? They don't eat on Sundays. They could be starving. But because the king said, I don't eat on Sundays, you don't eat on Sundays. How many of us actually listen to our king when he says, take rest on the Sabbath? That's not up for debate. Because what the king says is law. So it is instituted by law that we are to rest on the Sabbath. But because we live our lives exactly how we want to live our lives, we'll say, I'll go to work because I, I have bills to be paid. I need, th I have things to do, so I have to work on the Sabbath. But when I get off, Lord, it's all yours. I'll just rest. I'll rest then, Father. We come any way to God. We live any kind of way. And, and, and we really expect for him to show up and show out mightily in our lives. We serve a meticulous God. We serve a God who is a God of order. 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, let all things be done in decency and in order. That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God in Psalms 100 that says, come before my presence with singing. But you know what we do? We come before his presence with all our needs. Father God, why didn't you do this? Father God, I need this. Father, I need this. I need this. But we serve a God. He says, this is how you come to me. You enter into my gates with thanksgiving. You know what a gate is? A gate is a door. A gate is a pathway. So you have closed doors because you are entering into his gates with a gratitude, with thanksgiving, thanking him for what he's already done for you. You're just expecting him to do more. But he's very, very precise in his words. You enter into my gates with thanksgiving. You know what a court is? A court is a yard. It's space. So when you enter into his gate by thanking the Lord, into his courts is space. That's liberty. So when you are thankful, you enter into his presence. And you know what comes in his presence? Peace. Liberty. Freedom. But like I said, we live this life any way that we live it. We do whatever we want to do. We abide whatever rules we want to we abide. 
right? We're so accustomed to a democracy, we don't steal because it's against the law here. We don't steal because we, we have the, the fear of going to jail. But we are citizens of the kingdom, so you shouldn't steal because your father instituted that. You shouldn't steal because he said it's against the kingdom laws. It's against the, the, the world and the, and the system that you operate in. You are, you are not of this world. What Jesus did, you guys, in a kingdom, because a kingdom has principles, it has laws, it has statutes, it has a culture. Jesus brought heaven's culture down here. That's what he did. So that's why there was nobody hurt or in pain in his presence. Because there was nobody hurt or in pain in heaven. But we are so accustomed to seeing the needy and the hurting and the bedridden that we just say a prayer on the go. But what happened to the power that lies within us that he's given us? Amen? I want to really go into how do I live kingdom because I, I really wanted to lay the foundation out for you to whet your appetite on what a kingdom is because you have to you have to get rid of your ideology you have to you have to understand that this is a we are not ourselves the Bible says that we are just passing through this is not our home country but we've become so accustomed to it remember when God delivered them from Egypt but Egypt still stayed in them where well, they wanted to go back to being subservient to man. We have to we have to raise higher. The Bible says in Colossians, set your affections on things above. But we set our things eye level. What I can obtain from this earth. What I can obtain from this. When can I get my next raise? When can I get that new car? When can I get that new house? But you need to set your affection on things above. What are you building for the kingdom's sake? What are you building for the kingdom's cause? And I've been learning to live kingdom past a year and a half. And let me tell you, I've learned to not want for anything. Amen. Absolutely nothing. Last year, I'm, I'm obtaining my doctorate at Next Dimension University in the Doctorate of Ministry. And I had a professor last year that said, I want you, uh, talking to the class, I want you guys all to, to write down everything you're expecting to do, uh, everything you're expecting God to do for you on January 1st. And you pray over that list and you fast over that list once a week. So my mom and I sat down together last January, and I'm talking about, I wrote some crazy outlandish things. So I was looking at it mid-year like, Lord, I, I don't know how you're gonna do that. I don't even know why I wrote it, but I'm expecting you to do something that you're in the business of. So I wrote it down January 1st, and my mom and I picked every Wednesday, and we would fast on the list, we wouldn't eat till the evening time, and we would pray, be in constant prayer, over the list, and I think I wrote some things. I wrote like a 2017 brand new car, and I wrote like a new job, and then I wrote like, I wrote my, I just wrote some things that I was expecting God to do. I was on my way to work, and my car breaks down. And if you know me, I was raised like an only child. My brother's 14 years older than me, so I, I get into my feelings and I start I start throwing this little tantrum that I have inside of me and I'm like, Lord, you know, I feel like the Lord just looks down on me like my spoiled daughter. You know, and I'm just like, Lord, why me? Why this? You know, I have to go to work. Why? Come on. So three days later, I'm in I'm at the dealership because my mom and I, she's like, You need to get a new car. And I'm just like, I don't want oh, okay. So I'm at the dealership. 
and I get into this 20, 2015 new car. It, it, I, it's, it's pre-owned, but it looks brand new, and I'm in love. I'm like, I want it. I want this one. So I go back inside, and we're sitting down, and the guy was like, have you ever thought about a brand new one? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't, want to, I don't want the charges. I don't want that. My dad raised me on never, ever having a car note. So I'm like, nope, not going to do it. I leave the dealership with a brand new 2017 car. <laughs> and I'm driving, you know, I wrote on my paper a brand new 2017 car with under $200. You know, that, that's what I wanted. And so when I actually got it, and I was riding down the street to my house, I'm like, Father, why do I have a brand new car? Why? And then he reminds me to go back to the list where I've been praying and I've been fasting and I've been believing on the word of God. And the first thing I wrote down was a 2017 brand new car. When you live kingdom, when you live kingdom, he's saying, all you have to do is seek after my laws, seek after my statutes, seek after my culture, live like I am in you. You will want for nothing. In a kingdom, a king owns everything. Everything. You don't own anything. When you understand that ideology and your brother asks you for $5 and you realize that it wasn't yours to begin with, that the Lord gave it to you, so it's nothing for you to give it back. Nothing that you own is yours. You are just a steward of it. You are trust. God is. God is. What, what you're doing is developing. God is. Uh, you are developing your trust. He's seeing how much he can trust you with the stuff that you have. Do you hold on? Are you so tight-fisted? Where somebody asks for a dollar and you are justified in your head why you should not give it to them? I see them here every day. They need to get a job. They don't need my money. I work hard for my money. It's not yours. It is not yours. And when you understand that ideology, a giving, a principle of the kingdom is giving. We serve, we serve a God who gave his only begotten son. So why is it so hard for you to give a dollar or give a ride when somebody needs to go to church? Give a ride when somebody needs to go to their job. Why is it so hard for you to give and go outside yourself? Because you've gotten accustomed to this world. You've gotten accustomed to Egypt. You've gotten accustomed to Babylon. And he's saying, I need you to change your philosophy, change your belief system. Understand that everything that you have is not yours. I'm your father. And in this kingdom, everybody takes care of everybody. Let's talk about the early church. For 200 years, they didn't have a building. They had no church building. But guess what? Nobody amongst them was poor. It says that the people that had a lot of stuff sold their stuff, gave the money to the people who didn't have a lot of stuff. But God kept them. Some of you guys are waiting on your next blessing. Some of you guys are waiting on, are waiting on God to do something that you just, God, do it. But he's saying, what are you holding on to? What are you afraid to release? Because what happens is you don't give because you don't trust God to give it back. 
But he says, anything that I take from you, I will always give it back a lot better than what I, than I, what you had. But we don't understand that. How do I, how do I live kingdom? I, I really want to hit, because I, on Tuesday nights, the Lord has me teaching a Bible study class in uh, San Bernardino with the homeless, right? And it's so amazing. Last year we saw, I think it was 40 homeless people get saved in one Bible study. Oh, man. To see the power of God move. To see the power of God move. But I really, I really want to talk with you about living kingdom and then change your philosophy on prayer. Because what happens is there's a lot of things that we aren't speaking. And because of that, we aren't receiving. Okay, John 15 says this. If I abide in you and my word abides in you and you abide in me, whatever you ask for, not some things that you ask for, not a little thing that you ask for, but he said, whatever you ask for. And I want to give you guys an example. I want to put it like this in, in this connotation. Lawyers, that's what it is. It, 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 a lawyer, what happens if, if, if you need a lawyer for something that you've done, you go to the lawyer and say, this is what I did. And what the lawyer does is he goes through the law book and he looks through the law book and he says, hmm, let me see if there's any cases that are similar to that one. And he finds a case and then he writes a petition to the judge. And he uses that case. He said, it's already been ruled on in this person's favor. So because it's already been ruled on in this person's favor, you have, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, he may be guilty, but because this judge already ruled in his favor, you have to do it. So let me tell you about prayer. When you have a problem, when you have a situation, you go to your law book. And you look for any circumstance or situation that it speaks on. And he said, if my word abides in you. You know what Jesus said? He says, you guys have been standing outside street corners with your many words, talking your many words. Your Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need this, Father. Why don't you hear me? I can't. He's not hearing you because you aren't speaking his word. You need finances? You find a scripture in here that talks about finances. And you, you said, Father, your word said, you said, Father, it's already been ruled on on your behalf. So you stand and you speak that word. Psalms 103.20 says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, the angels hearken unto the voice of the word. Not the angels listen to God's voice. The angels listen to whoever is speaking the word. So you're still hurting and you're still in pain and there's situations that haven't ruled on your favor because you are speaking your many words. God doesn't hear that. He's very meticulous. We talked about that already. He's very specific. When I was dealing with the death of my father five years ago, I went through a downward spiral. And I went through, I did a whole lot of things that I'm thankful God delivered me from. 
when I started speaking his word, it was a sudden peace that came over me. Being 23, year, being 23 years old and seeing your father die is something that I wouldn't wish on an enemy. But when I tell you that he provides comfort and peace, and when I tell you this is the hardest lifestyle to walk in. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 20, he says you have to be an ambassador. Do you know what an ambassador is? An ambassador is somebody that represents their home country. An ambassador is somebody that doesn't speak for themselves. So Paul is telling you to be an ambassador for Christ. That means everywhere you go, you are representing your home country. Everything you do, you are representing the principles, the culture, the statutes, the laws of our Heavenly Father. Every conversation you have, he said, be ye holy in all manner of life. Be ye holy in all manner of conversation. So even when you don't feel like being nice, even when you don't feel like helping your brother or your sister, that is our culture in heaven. And he says, we're doing all this so we can win souls. So that attitude that you had before you left church or that attitude that you had yesterday, is that winning souls? You have to step outside of yourself. He said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Our father said, I will give you everything. One of the keys that I had to learn was prayer. I couldn't just go bend on my knees and say anything. I had to speak his word. Yes. Father God, this is what your word says. Yes. Father God, you've already ruled on it on my behalf. Father, I, you said you serve no respecter of persons. Yes. Father, I know that you can do it. Yes. I've seen you do it. Yes. Your word says that you do it. So do it for your name's sake. Yes. We call the Lord, Lord. A part of a kingdom is lordship. And we call the Lord, Lord. But we don't realize that Lord means owner. So when you are saying, Lord, I need your help, but you are doing whatever you want to do, you are saying, owner, I need your help, but let me finish this first. Some of us, you know, I was talking to one of my, my married brothers in Christ, and he was saying, uh, Pastor Coy, you know, can you talk to my wife? Because... Oh, I just, I don't know what's going on with us, you know, just, you know, I, I really need God to show up in this relationship. I really need God to show up, but he's not showing up. So the first question I asked him was this, because this is what happens to all of us. We do a thing, and then when it gets rough, we want to pray and ask God to intervene. So my question to him was, did you invite God into that relationship before you proposed? Yeah. Did you ask him if this was supposed to be your wife before you got down on your knee? Yeah. We get ourselves in trouble and then we say, God, save me. And because we Thank you for listening and we trust that you enjoyed this week's preached word from Community Baptist Church of Fontana, California where Pastor Dwight Cooper is the senior pastor. The Preached Word radio show is made possible by its generous donations from its Community Baptist Church family and friends. If you would like to support this program, please do so by visiting our website at www.cbcfontana.org 
or by mailing your donation to Community Baptist Church, 15854 Sierra Lakes Parkway, Fontana, California, 92336. We thank you and God bless you all.